This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Uh, good afternoon, Grade 12 Agricultural Sciences learners. It's Miss Pasha again, offering another agricultural science lesson on basic genetics. This is paper two. We are going to focus on variation and mutation, selection, breeding, and genetic modification. By the end of this lesson, we will be done with basic genetics. Guys, I will always emphasize the practicing of the terminology because these terms will help you to answer section A, the rest of the section A. Now, let's look at those terms which we are going to come across uh, during this lesson under selection, breeding, genetic modification, variation, and uh, mutation. The first term being artificial selection as the intentional or unintentional modification of animals through human interference. This is man-made selection. The biometrics as the usage of statistics in biology. Biotechnology, the use of organisms to produce useful substances. Breeding as the process of producing plants or animals by sexual reproduction or a planned mating of the chosen animals. Continuous variation being when the characteristics take a complete range of forms from one extreme level to another. Discontinuous variation being when the characteristics are having a few clear-cut forms with no forms in between. The estimated breeding value which is abbreviated as the EBV, as an estimation of how much better or worse than average the offspring of an individual can be for a particular characteristic. Genetic modification, which is also known as genetic engineering, as the technique of collection and transferring of the genes from one organism to another. A GMO or a genetically modified organism being an organism whose genetic characteristics have been changed by inserting a gene from another organism into its DNA. Selection being the choosing and sorting of animals for breeding. Heterosis being a greater variation or the greater differences that are seen in uh, animals or individuals. Mass selection as a method of selection that is based on the individual animal's performance. Pedigree selection as a method of selection that is based on the quality of the animal's ancestors. Family selection is a method of selection that is based on the quality of the animal's relatives of each generation. The full 
or the half siblings. A progeny selection is a method of selection that is based on the quality of the animal's offsprings. Natural selection. This is the type of selection whereby the individuals with favorable traits are more likely to survive and reproduce. This type of selection is all about the survival of the fittest. The related breeding as the mating of animals that are closely related. For example, a brother and a sister, the mother and son, the father and daughter, an uncle and a niece. Non-related breeding as the mating of animals that are not related. Mutation as a sudden random change in the genetic material or the DNA of a cell in the, in the body of each and every organism. Crossbreeding as the breeding of animals or plants that are not related from different breeds. Upgrading as the continuous or the successful use of male animals of a particular breed until an offspring that is 100% similar to the male is produced. Species crossing as the crossing of closely related different breeds of animals and plants. For example, in animals, we have the, the, the mating of a, a male donkey and a female horse, and their offspring being a mule. And another example being the mating of a zebra, and a horse, the offspring being a horse. Another term, heritability, as a degree to which genetics determines a characteristic. Prepotency, as the ability of one parent to transmit more characteristics to its offspring than the other parent. Pure breed, as an organism that is homozygous for a genetic trait and therefore continually give rise to offspring with the same trait. Hybrid vigor as an increase in the performance of a hybrid. And a hybrid is defined as an offspring from the, the two genetically different parents. Crossbreed as animals formed by crossbreeding. Purebreds as plants or animals formed by inbreeding. Another term being variation. Variation refers to the differences between the individuals of the same species. Qualitative characteristics as those characteristics that are controlled by one or few genes as in discontinuous variation. Quantitative characteristics as those characteristics that are controlled by many genes as seen in continuous variation. Inbreeding depression as the decrease in performance with each generation caused by inbreeding. Backcrossing as the crossing of parents with their offsprings. Line breeding as the crossing of siblings with each other. A breed being an animal's bred to have certain set of characteristics. A cultivar in plants 
plants bred to have certain set of characteristics. Now, when getting deeply into our lesson, let's start with variation, which is explained as the differences between the individuals of the same species. Like, as human beings, we do differ, but we are human beings. We are unique. Every one of us is a person of their own. And within variation, we have the two types. The first one being continuous variation, where the characteristics takes a complete range of forms from one extreme level to another, meaning that the characteristics are ever-changing. They are changing from one level to another, being controlled by many genes. Whereas discontinuous variation is explained as characteristics that are having a few clear-cut forms with no forms in between. Now, let's look at the differences between continuous variation and discontinuous variation. In continuous variation, the characteristics changes from one extreme level to another. While in discontinuous variation, the characteristics have a few clear-cut forms. Those characteristics are stable. They are not changing and they will never change. For example, a shape, taste, smell and color are some of the examples of those characteristics that will never change. Whilst in continuous variation, the characteristics are ever-changing because they are polygenic, meaning that they are controlled by many pairs of genes. For example, uh, weight. Weight is ever-changing. Height is ever-changing. Milk production or yield is ever-changing. The size of an organism or whatever uh, is, is ever-changing and growth. And the type of th these characteristics are classified under quantitative characteristics, meaning that there is no guarantee in a characteristic because those characteristics are ever-changing. Whilst in discontinuous variation, the, this char the characteristics that I mentioned before, as shape, as color, as taste, will never change. There is a guarantee in a characteristic. Uh, there are some graphs in continuous variation and in discontinuous variation. In continuous variation, there are two graphs. One, a histogram. I think you still remember or know that a, on a histogram, the bars are connected to one another. The main reason being that they are explaining one characteristic. One characteristic is changing from one level to peak and change again to another level. Like, uh, for example, in height, we have got tall, which changes into taller, and which also changes into tallest. Then the type of a graph here is a histogram. And... Uh, the, the, this graph, a, histo a histogram takes a bell shape and another graph is a line graph. We all know what a line is. And when it comes to discontinuous variation, uh, the graphs are a bar graph uh, of which the bars are not connected to one another and they may be in an irregular shape. Yes, they are 
not connected to one another because they are talking about different characteristics in one characteristic. Like, for example, when talking about shape, we have got many uh, shapes. When talking about color, we have got many colors. The color blue can't be connected to color white. The color red can't be connected to color black. When looking at the importance of variation, these differences, one is to improve the existing breeds and the other one is for the production of the new breeds. When moving forward, let's look at the factors causing this variation. Why do we have to differ? Hmm? The, the, these factors are divided into two groups. The first group being the external or the environmental factors like climate, like pests, like the diseases, like feeding, like shelter, water, soil, and others. The everything that is found in the environment that anyone found themselves in. That's the external factors. And the other group of factors being the genetic or the internal factors. These ones are carried inside our DNA. They are carried inside us. And these factors are connected uh, with heredity. They are inherited. And we have got those uh, genetic factors or internal factors as mutation, we have heard what mutation is, fertilization, we know what fertilization is, and meiosis. This is a type of a cell division that is concerned about the division of the sex cells. Within mutation, we see the four categories as gene mutation or point mutation, chromosome mutation, polyploidy, and aneuploidy. With gene mutation, we are talking about a change in the nucleotide sequence of the DNA within a single gene. I think you remember the four nucleotides in the DNA, of which are adenine, which is abbreviated as with a capital letter A, thiamine, abbreviated with a capital letter T, guanine, abbreviated with a capital letter G, acetosine, abbreviated with a capital letter C. And they are main types of, uh, the main types of gene mutation are deletion, one or more nucleotides removed from the sequence, insertion, one or more nucleotides added into the gene sequence, substitution, one nucleotide base replaced with a different nucleotide, inversion, the order of two or more nucleotides being reversed. Chromosome mutation is a change in the structure or a number of chromosomes. These mutations are often harmful to individuals. The main types being deletion, where one chromosome breaks off and becomes lost, duplication, that the centromere is, bro is broken down and the, the chromosomes become separated and independent. Inversion. The chromosome inserts itself in a reverse order. The translocation, a section of a chromosome breaks off and attaches to another chromosome. Yes, with polyploidy, we are referring to a type of mutation in which an individual has more than two whole sets of paired or homologous chromosomes. It is rare in animals but common in plants. It has been responsible for the development of thousands of different plant species on Earth. 
it is also responsible for increasing genetic variation and producing uh, uh, species with increased size, vigor, and resistance. The polyploid individuals are named according to the number of sets of chromosomes they have. Haploid cell have got one copy of chromosomes, diploid two copies, triploid three sets, and tetraploid four, etc. And with aneuploidy, we see a type of mutation in which there is a change in the number of one or more of the chromosomes in the chromosome set of an individual. These mutations are often harmful to, human, to individuals. In humans, aneuploidy is seen in individuals that have an extra copy of chromosomes. And these individuals have Down syndrome. Causes of mutation, we have got natural and in induced, and the three classes of mutagens being the physical mutagens like ultraviolet uh, radiation, the UV, and the ionizing radiation such as the X-rays, the gamma rays, and the alpha particles. Chemical mutagens, for example, mut met metals, alkaloids, and base analogs. The biological mutagens, example, being virus, bacteria, and the transposons. The importance of mutation being to increase genetic variation, to improve characteristics, improve the yield and quality, and to produce mutants that are resistance to pests and diseases. Whilst the disadvantages are most mutations are harmful and causes death. You have heard about that before. Many causes the diseases that are passed from parents to offsprings. Now we are done with a mutation. Let's now look at selection. Selection has been explained as the choosing and sorting of organisms for breeding purposes. Yes, there are two types of selection, of which are um, artificial selection, which is, which is a man-made selection, the intentional or the unintentional modification of the organisms by human interference. And the other type of selection being natural selection. With natural selection, nature selects. It is all about the survival of the fittest. Organisms that were born being fit will live longer, whilst those that were born being unfit will die younger. And now, in this selection, we have got the four methods that are used by animal breeders. Remember, these methods... Uh, Uh, applies only in, at, in uh, artificial selection. The first method being mass selection. Mass selection is based on an animal's performance. It is quick and simple, but not accurate because it is based on the phenotype, not the genotype. It is based on what we see on an organism. Pedigree selection As the second method of selection, this one is based on the quality of the animal's ancestors and good in young animals without breeding history. 
and it is good for characteristics with high heritability. And this pedigree selection is slow because it is based on the genotype of the individuals and based on more than one generation. Yes, it will be slow. And the third one being family selection. Family selection is that type is the method of selection that is based on the quality of the animal's relatives of each generation, like the siblings and the half-siblings. Remember, when we talk about siblings, we are referring to those offsprings that shares common parents, the father and the mother. And the half-siblings are the, uh, the brothers and sisters from another mother or from another father. Yes, with uh, th this family selection is faster. It's more accurate than mass selection, but not accurate than progeny selection and pedigree selection, as it is based on one generation. And the fourth method being progeny selection. With this method of selection is based on the quality of the animal's offsprings. Yes, it is based on uh, the progenies, on the babies of uh, the, the, the organisms. It is accurate. Progeny selection is accurate, but it is slow because it is based on more than one generation. Yes, when looking at these four methods of selection, uh, they do differ. Some are good. Some are, are, are better, yes. And then now, let's look at the selection methods used by plant breeders. We have mass selection. This type of a selection uh, uh, in, in plants, we look upon the seeds from field-grown plants that show desirable characteristics. We collect them, we mix them together, and we use them to grow the next generation of plants. That's mass selection. And apart from mass selection in plant breeding, we see what is called pureline selection. This one, or the progeny selection otherwise, will, the seeds from selected plants are kept separate and used to perform progeny testing. And the last one in plant breeding, remember, this one's, the method of selection in plant breeding are three. In animal breeding, they are four. That we have uh, the third one as pedigree selection. In plants, this one is again based on the quality of the plant's ancestors. It is also accurate and based on the genotype of a plant. Now, as we move forward, we're now going to look at the general principles of selection. They are two. One being heritability, which is defined as the degree to which the environment determines a characteristic. And the second one being uh, biometrics, being the usage of the statistics or the numbers in biology. With heritability, a scale is used, and on the scale, the readings are expressed as percentages, starting from zero to 100. 
if an animal is placed on the scale and its weight, weight ranges between 0 and 49, the animal will be said to have a low heritability. And guys, let me pause here. We will proceed later. The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Let us proceed with uh, those principles of selection. I've said before that they are two. One, heritability, which is uh, defined as a degree to which genetics determines a characteristic. And the second one being the biometrics as the usage of the statistics in biology. With heritability, uh, the characteristics are expressed on a scale which is having the readings that starts from 0 to 100%. If the weight of an animal is ranges between 0 to 49%, the animal has a low heritability. And this is influenced by the environment and that animal and those and they cannot be passed on to the next generation. And that animal must never be used for breeding purposes. And if the weight ranges between 50 and 100 percent, the animal has a high heritability and this is influenced by genetics than the environment and they can be passed on to the next generation. Animals with a high heritability will be selected for breeding, while the ones with the low heritability must not be selected, as said before. Now, within these principles of selection, we are uh, looking at the biometrics. We talk about the usage of statistics in biology, and these statistics are used to analyze the genetic data of an individual in order to estimate their true genetics and breeding. When calculating the estimated breeding value, which is uh, abbreviated as the EBV, or for each of the characteristics of an individual, uh, the breeding value may be a negative or a positive number. A positive breeding value will be good or better than average. And a negative breeding value will be poor or worse than average. And an animal with a negative breeding value will be poor and will not be used for breeding purposes. In this regard, different characteristics are looked upon. For example, the slaughter weight, abbreviated as the SW, the winning weight, abbreviated as the WW, the fleece weight as the FW, the birth weight as the BW, the meat tenderness, the lean meat, and the post-winning gain, etc. For example, let's look at the calculation of a winning weight in cattle. An animal's winning weight is 250 kgs, while the average weight within the head 
is 210 kgs. And the heritability of the head being uh, 30%. Now, you will be requested to calculate the EBV of this animal. When calculating the estimated breeding value, start by calculating the differences between the winning weight and the average weight of those animals. For example, the 250 kgs minus 210 kgs, which is equal to plus 40 kilograms, which means that that animal is therefore 40 kgs heavier than average. Then we calculate as follows. The formula here will be EBV equals to winning weight times heritability. Then remember, the heritability here is 30%, which must be converted into 0.3 kgs. We just take the 30% and divide it by 100. It will give us the 0.3 kgs. If it's 80%, we divide by 100, 0.8 kgs. Therefore, the EBV uh, is 40 kgs. That extra kgs of that uh, the, 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 the animal at it, as its winning weight. We multiply it by 0.3 kgs, which is equals to positive 12 kgs. This means that the animal is estimated to produce the offsprings that are 12 kgs heavier than the breed average. Now, we can use heritability and estimated breeding value to predict and monitor the progress of a breeding program. For example, we have the average daily gain of a head as 2,4 kgs per day, the daily weight gain of selected bull as 3,2 kgs per day, the daily weight gain of selected hyphen or a cow as 2,8 kgs per day. Now, we start by calculating the EBV of the parents. When calculating the estimated breeding value of the parents, we start by calculating the differences between the daily weight gain of a bull and the average daily gain, and again, the differences between the daily weight gain of a hyphen or a cow and the average daily gain. Then we add the EBVs of a bull and of a hyphen and divide by two. Like the EBV of a bull, which is said to be 3,2 kgs, we, now we subtract the daily, the average daily gain, which is 2,4 kgs per day. And it gives us 0,8 kgs per day. For the hyphen, the 2,8 kgs minus the 2,4 kgs per day, which is equals to plus 0,40 kgs per day. Then the EBV of the parents, be, being 0,8 kgs per day plus 0,4 kgs per day, which will be equals to 0,6 kgs per day as the expected daily gain of the parents. And we use the heritability value to calculate how much of the genetic advantage will be passed onto the offspring. Heritability of weight gain of the head being 50% which is converted into kgs as 0.5% kgs. Therefore, the expected genetic gain being the EBV of the parents times heritability. Remember, the combination of the EBV of the parents is 0.6 kgs per day.
then we multiply it by 0.5 kgs per day, which will be equal to 1.1 kgs per day. And this means the offspring should gain extra 1.1 kg per day above the head average. Then we calculate the expected improvement of the offspring. Average daily weight of a head being 2.4 kgs per day and the expected genetic gain of 1.1 kg per day. Therefore, the expected daily weight gain of the offspring is 2.4 kgs per day plus 1.1 kg per day, which is equals to 3.5 kgs per day. This means that parents are estimated to produce an offspring that gain 3.5 kgs per day. And that is that. Now, looking at the importance of selection, the importance or the good things about selection being to develop new breeds, to improve existing breeds, to identify the desirable parents for selective breeding, to achieve a particular objective like the increase in milk yield, tolerance and resistance. And again, to improve the genotypic and the phenotypic quality of the next generation and to eliminate the undesirable characteristics. Uh, the happening of the or the occurring of a lethal gene. Now that we are done with selection, let's move to breeding, which is said to be a plant mating of the chosen animals. A breed being a group of domesticated animals of the same species. The purposes of breeding being to increase the number of animals and to produce the offsprings with a particular set of characteristics. For example, tolerance, and resistance. We have got two basic types of breeding, of which are related breeding, as the mating of the animals that are closely and distantly related. For example, a brother and sister, mother and son, father and daughter. And the examples here being inbreeding and line breeding. With inbreeding, we see the mating of brother and sister. With line breeding, we see the mating of uh, the brothers and sisters from the same ancestor. And the other uh, type of breeding being non-related breeding, as the mating of animals that are not related, and their offsprings are hybrids. And in related breeding, their offsprings are uh, purebreds, and the type of resemblance is prepotency. And with non-related breeding, the, the offsprings are hybrids or, or crossbreds, and the type of resemblance there is heterosis, which is the greater differences. And the examples of non-related breeding are crossbreeding, the mating of different breeds, upgrading, the continuous mating of a bull until an offspring that is 100% the bull is produced, and uh, species uh, 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 crossing being the crossing of those uh, animals that are closely related different breeds, like uh, the crossing of a donkey and a horse, which results into a mule. A mule is a, is a hybrid, and because it is a hybrid, it, 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 it uh, indicates the greater hybrid vigor.
greater performance. It outperforms its parents. That's hybrid vigor. The greater uh, variation with regard to performance. Now, in upgrading, we have the crossings. Yes, where we are supposed to calculate. We have a crossing number one. The bull being crossed, the Brahman bull being crossed with an unknown cow. The result being an offspring that is 50% uh, uh, characteristics of the bull. Remember, the original, the bull as an original is having its 100% its own characteristic and the cow as an original is having its own 100% characteristics and the offspring here is having 50% uh, characteristics of the bull as the father. And with crossing number two, the very same bull with 100% its characteristics is crossed with the offspring with 50% its characteristics. And the offspring there is 75%. And in crossing number three, a bull, the very same bull with its own 100% characteristics is crossed with the, 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 the grandchild with its 75 percent its character the characteristics of a bull then let's calculate the percentages of uh, the offspring in uh, crossing number three to calculate the percentage we start by adding the percentages of the parents as 100 percent plus 100 percent which results into 200 percent then we take in in the crossing number three we look, we will visit there, we, we, we know that the bull is having its own 100% characteristic and the female there with the 75% uh, characteristic. We take and we add the two, 100% and 75% to 175%. Then we take the, the, the 175% and divide it by 200% and multiply it by 100%. The, 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 the answer there is going to be 80, 85%. That's how we calculate. Now, let's look at the advantages and the disadvantages of inbreeding the good and the bad about inbreeding or related breeding. The good things about related breeding, of which I'm, I'm referring to inbreeding and line breeding, is that we see increased genetic uniformity, increased phenotypic uniformity, greater prepotency, and it is the quickest method of producing the homozygous breeding animals. And bad recessive genes can be eliminated. And when looking at the disadvantages, uh, we see decreased genetic variation, inbreeding depression, the lethal gene can be, be spread. Remember, the lethal gene is that gene that brings about the bad characteristics. And again, in uh, related breeding requires experts. And we see a decrease in vigor, resistance, and productivity and it often gives rise to defective animals the advantages and the disadvantages of crossbreeding as the, dis the advantages we see the development of new breeds the progeny exhibit excellent heterosis or hybrid vigor increased genetic variation 
and it helps to improve the performance in characteristics that has low irritability. And when looking at the disadvantages, non-related breeding is labor-intensive, and the hybrids can vary greatly, causing disappointment. And more than one bull is required. The progeny uh, may also inherit all the undesirable characteristics from different breeds of their parents. Yes, and that is that with regard to breeding. And the last unit being genetic modification, which is abbreviated as GM. Yes, we have heard that genetic modification refers to the technological method of collecting and transferring the genes from one organism to another organism's DNA. And the inserted DNA into another organism is called a recombinant DNA. The advantages of genetic modification over traditional method. Remember, the traditional method that we are talking about here is selection. Genetic modification is faster. Genetic modification is more precise. Genetic modification is, uh, the choice is unlimited and it is technological or modern. While selection is slow, it is not precise and the choice is limited. Let's look at the aims of genetic modification. We see increased production yield, increased nutritional value, which is called biofortification, faster growth of the organisms, the improvement in commercial properties, such as flavor and shelf life, the production of pharmaceuticals, uh, the increased tolerance and resistance, production of new novel food, and the improved quality and quantity. That's the, 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 the aims of genetic modification in both plants and animals. Yes, now let's look at the techniques of genetic modification. The first technique is the usage of the agrobacterium tumefaciens, which is abbreviated as AT. This is a bacteria that is found naturally in the soil. And this bacteria infects plants through open wounds and causes tumor or growth to develop known as crown gall disease. And during the infections, A tumefaciens transfers a piece of its DNA, which includes a tumor causing gene into the chromosome of the plants. The second technique is being is the usage of a gene gun or the biolistics. Yes, this gene gun is an apparatus that fires bullets of genes into a piece of plant tissue or into a piece of an animal tissue. Electroporation. With electroporation, the cells of recipient plant are placed in a solution containing the desired genes and electric current is passed through the solution briefly and soak and soften the tissues. A microinjection can be used. Embryonic stem cell is used. The retroviral vectors are used. And now let's uh, uh, look at the beneficial risks uh, and the beneficial, uh, the potential benefits, the potential benefits of genetic modification and the potential risks of genetic modification. 
This may also be referred to as the advantages and the disadvantages of genetic modification. They are classified into three categories. The first class being the environmental issues, the good things of genetic modification on the environment, on the socio-economic effects, and on food safety. Now, the good things of genetic modification to the environment is that less pesticides are used and we see we experience less environmental damage and it allows no or minimum till of the soil it uh, uh, the environmental assessment were carried out and it passed as safe when looking at the good things with regard to food safety we see the production of pesticide free food and provide food with better flavor color texture longer shelf life and nutritional value and let's look at the third uh, potential benefit on the the third class as socio-economic effects uh, the good thing about genetic modification in socio-economic effects is that we see the lower input costs less money is used less labor is needed and it is economically beneficial due to longer shelf life and better properties for food and we see increased consistent yield and it may be possible to plant in areas that it may not be been possible to plant before meaning that we use even the uneconomical unit of land when using genetic modification now let's look at the the potential risks the bad things about genetic modification or the disadvantages of genetic modification on the environment it can cause soil degradation and again we can experience the creation of superweed and we can uh, experience the reduced biodiversity since even the beneficial insects and pests could be killed when they are fed on insect resistant GM crops. And now the bad things of genetic modification on food safety is that people are concerned about the effect of toxins uh, and allergens from GM crops. They may be, they may be poisonous and some of them may be allergic yes to people and again uh, we experience health problems in people consuming gmos for example the problem with regard to infertility accelerated aging and the immune problems and looking at the last class uh, which is socio-economic effects uh, the bad things about genetic modification is that small-scale farmers and poorer developing countries cannot afford to develop their own GM crops. And we see increased input, input cost for technology fee. And the GM crops are protected by patent laws. And we ex will also experience farmers' exploitation due to that some herbicide-resistant crops are sold by the same company that manufactures herbicide herbicides yes and some people think that it is 
ethically unacceptable to transfer genes from one species to another. And let us wrap up our lesson by looking at the examples of genetically modified organisms and uh, the, the reason, the site of modification. We have maize. Maize is genetically modified against uh, herbicide resistance. And tobacco is herbicide resistant, virus resistance, and it has lower nicotine. And cotton becomes herbicide resistant, soya herbicide resistant, apple disease resistant, uh, pig uh, are having a modified to have the ability to digest plant phosphorus and its meat is rich with omega-3 and omega-3 fatty acids to prevent heart diseases. Goat produces silk-like fi silk -like fibers in milk and dairy cow uh, produces milk that is similar to breast milk which is low in lactose and also containing omega-3 to prevent heart diseases. Yes, and uh, as for potato, potatoes are modified to become insect and disease resistant. And guys, uh, we have come to, 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 to an end of our lesson. And thank you for listening to me. Enjoy your evening. This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.